This is Sports Cutting Edge for ASTN, the Australian Sports Technologies Network. Here's your host, Lockie Wills. Hello and welcome to Sports Cutting Edge. Thank you very much for your company. We're here for the Australian Sports Technologies Network, ASTN, powering sport through innovation. Now, I want to give a shout out. Uh, Matt Skilton is a journalist at Ministry of Sport, and he's a terrific fella. So Matt is an Aussie who went over to the UK, did his journalism degree, and now has landed a big job at Ministry of Sport up on the GC on the Gold Coast. Beautiful, immaculate. So he's gone from London, very fancy, to Gold Coast, very shiny, very nice, doing well in life. What Matt is also doing well at is giving this show, Sports Cutting Edge, a lot of leads. He's just like, honestly, every time I... I open my inbox, there's Matt with a suggestion, a great idea, content idea, story tip, a referral, you know, interviews. He's lining up things in Paris for us. Like, Matt is on the ball. So to Matt Skilton, Ministry of Sport, thank you very much. Talking about good referrals. So Martin Schlegel is one of the key operators at ASTN and for the last, well, decade has been one of the key figures in Australian sports technology. So we did the show a couple of weeks ago where we had the state of origin metaverse revolution, right? So we pumped that right up. Did the show and then Martin said, look, have you spoken to Ken Lee? And I said, no. He said, look, you need to speak to Ken Lee. So on the show today, we have Ken Lee and I called up Ken and I said, look, we'd love you to come on. And Ken said, yes. And what about Damon Foy, my co-founder? See, they're the co-founders of Playcaster. Playcaster, uh, Australia's metaverse company. So they're the company that is behind this ultimate Queenslander NFT. Uh, state of origin themed, uh, Queensland activation. NFTs, Wally Lewis, Carl Stefanovic, Jonathan Thurston's, the Stafford Brothers, a heap of Queensland celebrities are on board being brought into life in an NFT fashion. It all happens this week, and we'll get the details in the news bulletin coming up very shortly. But on the show today, co-founders, two of the three co-founders of Playcaster, Ken Lee, Damon Foy, on the show to give us the inside take. And this is the company that's going to shape Australia's metaverse future. Their name is Playcaster, Ken Lee, Damon Foy, co-founders on the show. Just moments away. Before we get into all that, let's take a look at what's making news. And as we've just been saying, Queensland Rugby League's Ultimate Queenslander NFT launches with an exclusive pre-sale this Wednesday, June 29. A further 9,000 tokens will be released July 6. The Ultimate Queenslander NFT creates a virtual Queensland made up of five lands ruled by King Wally Lewis, Carl Stefanovic, Jonathan Thurston, among other celebrities on board and captured in NFT4. Gold Coast Company, the aforementioned Playcaster, is behind this incredible technology. And as I say, the co-founders of Playcaster, Ken Lee, Damon Foy, joining us on the show just moments away. 
German soccer powerhouse Borussia Dortmund is pumping 8.5 million euros, nearly 13 million Australian, into sports tech firm Stage. Stage is a German firm that uses cutting-edge artificial intelligence broadcast technology to take local and amateur sports to a mass audience. Stage says this sizable investment from Borussia Dortmund will make sports more accessible and affordable, and this will help the company's expansion plans in Europe. The tech is not only used for media consumption, but also for performance analysis. The managing director of Borussia Dortmund, Carsten Kramer, says... Together, these, both the company and the football club are committed to supporting the foundation of the sport, which is the amateurs. Carsten says the standard of our professionals should become feasible in all leagues. And sports cutting edge international correspondent Kama Armani is working with Borussia Dortmund through their New York sports agency Sport5 Karma will be back on our show in a fortnight and we'll get an insight into Borussia Dortmund as they continue to grow as a global sports player. And the Sports Tech World Series is back. The Global Conference Series arrives in Brisbane for the very first time on Friday, September 2nd. The conference will feature the brightest minds in Australian sports technology and be a hub of future thinking as the countdown to Brisbane 2032 begins. Tickets are available from sportstechworldseries.com. That's what's making news. Up next, Ken Lee, Damon Foy. Australia's sports metaverse is underway. You're listening to Sports Cutting Edge. For ASTN, the Australian Sports Technologies Network. Uh, I'm very excited about this. One of the most dynamic companies now in world sport joins us on the show. The company is Playcaster. The gentleman joining us, co-founders Ken Lee and Damon Foyt. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Lockie. Thanks, Lockie. Great to be here, mate. Really looking forward to the chat. Well, look, I'm so excited because you know, the biggest concept now in sport and technology moving forward is the metaverse. I saw some research out of PricewaterhouseCoopers. They believe the metaverse will be worth globally 1.5 trillion US dollars in 2030. It is the big shiny thing. We see Mark Zuckerberg with Facebook completely align his company in this space, rebranding as Meta. So this is the biggest tech. And you look at sport and the way that sport is beginning to embrace this. And Playcaster... And the parent company that you guys have, Oz Tech Connect, are right there at the front of this curve. And what you've done with the QRL, Queensland Rugby League, NFT, the ultimate Queensland NFT, which drops this week, which drops this week, your first pre-sale, the exclusive of 1,000 tokens, uh, June 29, this Wednesday. So exciting. Um, gentlemen, can you first just give us an idea about, you know, for people listening going, Metaverse, okay, what, what is it, NFT, what is it? Can you just fill in a little bit of basics for us? Yeah, okay. Yeah, no worries, Lockie. So the Metaverse um, is something which is really still in development and people talk about it, but I'm pretty sure no one really knows where it's going, what it's going to be eventually. And I think it's probably a three to five year play still away from you know, being something that's really functional. Um, think back to the internet back in the um, mid nineties. Um, you get a website and you go, okay, cool, I've got a website, what do I do now? Or when you first got a Twitter account, what do I do now? Um, it's, you know, so the metaverse can be a, a few things 
all at the same time. Um, people seem to think that um, it's a virtual reality experience, which I don't agree with. It, it's, um, it can be utilised with flat screens, phones, iPads, computers, all VR, so you can access it that way. A great way of thinking about the metaverse, which I still think is the greatest metaverse at this point in time, is Minecraft. Yeah. Everyone knows Minecraft. So the reason why I think that's a metaverse is, number one, it's decentralised. Um, people can create their own servers. They can create their own communities. Um, people can then have a purpose when they go in there. So I could be building a, you know, ancient Greek um, stadiums or whatever it is. So people can actually go in with a purpose to do something in the metaverse, you know, almost a job, if you like. Um, now, a lot of the metaverses around at the moment are still a little bit, hey, let's go in and you stand there and you go, well, what am I going to do now? It still hasn't found its true purpose. Uh, but once, once, once we click on as a, as a, um, you know, a collective and understand what the, where the power is with the metaverse, um, which is essentially a three D space in the digital world where you can interact with other people, um, that's when the, the power is going to happen. And I think the gateway to the metaverse is uh, what we're working with at the moment, which is NFTs. Mm. How about for you, Damo? How, how important do you see the NFT? As that, you know, as Ken says, that gateway into the metaverse, it's something, I suppose, a, a relatively tangible uh, thing that people can get their head around. Okay, we're going to have tokens. This is something we can collect, and this is a way to lead us into a, an eventual metaverse, however that ends up uh, coming to fruition. For me, mate, I, I come from a sport and media background, so I think as a, as a, as a voice from the other side, if you like, where people don't understand, I've sort of come in because these guys are both very very involved with that sort of industry. So I've come in news. So it's, I can provide some some views and I guess the outside perspective of, and this is where the education thing comes from. I've been really big on that since we come in because there's a whole lot of people that don't understand it that can benefit from it. So um, so that that's really, really big too. So that's the education is such a big part of what we're doing and, and, and bringing other people into that space that don't know, aren't aware of it or understand well, that's- it. That's the thing often that we see with technology is there can be that barrier to entry or the, even just that barrier to be able to enjoy something is because people don't quite understand it. And there's sort of a bit of a shame of, oh, I don't want to say anything. you know. So I think the fact that you at Playcaster are going on that journey to to bring people with you, you know, and and so that the average person on the street who hasn't been immersed in in this technology and the evolution of it for the last five, 10 years is able to get it and access it and enjoy it. I think the fact that you are helping Aussies along for the ride is a really cool aspect of your company. All right, this Ultimate Queenslander NFT, it's the first metaverse crack of its kind for Australian sport. It's huge. Gentlemen, can you can you give us an idea about what this is? What is the ultimate Queenslander, and the backstory of how you've created? I know Ben Parsons from Ministry of Sports been a huge driving force in this regard. How have you teamed up with them and with QRL to create something really cool? Yeah, thanks. Um, like we, we first met up with uh, Ministry of Sports and Ben Parsons in particular through the ASTN. Actually, um, we got an intro to Ben and we had a coffee and. Um, started talking about what Playcast is about and doing, and, and that's where it all started. I think it was October last year, um, to be honest. So that was a really cool intro. Um, you know, I think we're very much aligned, the Ministry of Sports and Playcaster and Tech Connect. Um, so we've had a really good partnership. Um, the QRL, um, you know, I, I think give them as much credit as we can. They've been very innovative and uh, leading the pack here in Australia. So what they're doing is amazing. I don't think it can be understated. You know, it's a, it's, a, it's a big thing to actually push ahead into this and be one of the, the first to do it. 
Um, you know, and, and you, you heard a little bit about the backstory of how it was created. You know, Age is the, um, the, the creative genius behind this and come up with the initial idea of the Queenslander. And I still remember that vividly. Like, we just couldn't understand what he was saying, but, you know, he spent a weekend on it and he come back and, you know, you had it and, and we all understood it straight away. So, so the whole creative process around that was, you know, quite fun. Um, the, the QRL got it straight away as well. And essentially what it is, is we want to represent Queensland, not just southeast Queensland, because, you know, Queensland's a very parochial state and we've got all of the areas from the Cape York all the way down to, you know, Gold Coast where we are. You know, so we've, we created five lands. We created the country, which is a big part. We created the tropics. Um, we created the, the suburbs, the city, and, and the beachfront, which is, you know, represents a Gold Coast, for example. And, and that way we hit actually every Queenslander um, it's not just about a certain subset of Queenslanders. So, and the beautiful thing about this NFT, we wanted to actually represent Queenslanders, not represent the QRL. So, you know, part of the play here is that it's not just QRL athletes that are a part of this. It's also Queensland personalities from other sports and, and entertainment industries as well, which are, which are a part of this. And, you know, that represents everyone. Um, so that's why this is, that's why this is working. Um, we've got rarities and utilities built into this um, um, NFT as well. So when people do purchase it, um, they've got the, the opportunity, for example, the first thousand of the pre-sale this Wednesday, um, there's a one in two chance of, uh, um, of picking up a, a jersey from the Maroon shop with a $200 voucher. So it's a one in two chance of, of being able to execute on that, you know, just, mm -hmm. just from being the first thousand. Then we've got athlete experiences and, you know, so much other pricing from from our partners, Forex, and also the QRL. So um, that that's where we're sitting. It's, it's such an exciting project. And I think the exciting part about it is, is history making as well. So the people that get on now are a part of history, and that's that's been part of the narrative as well about getting people to be a part of this journey with us and our partners because it's never been done before. So it's enormously exciting, especially for Queenslanders. Very parochial state, obviously. <laughs> Of course. And I think that's the thing. If you don't live in New South Wales, the rest of Australia barracks for Queensland. So, <laughs> um, so tell us about this. All right. So how does this work? So this Wednesday, June 29, you're doing your first thousands. You've got 10,000 tokens altogether. First thousand in an exclu exclusive pre-sale before the other 9,000 go July 6. So what does that mean? What is happening on Wednesday? What are these thousand things? What's happening? So on Wednesday, we uh, we released the first thousand NFTs, Queenslander NFTs. They're all randomly assigned. Um, out of them, first thousand, one in two will um, come with a two hundred dollar voucher to the Maroon Shop, Maroon Shop, so they can purchase any one of the multitude of jerseys on there: youth, women's, um, men's, you know, all the different styles of jerseys, um, which is a really cool thing. So that's our hook to um, you know to give extra value to. Um, to the community. Man, the critical part to it is to sign up. So you've got to be in it to win it. So you need to sign up at, 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 at queenslandernft.com and uh, yep. sign up and get, put yourself in the best chance to get one. And that's spelled Q-L-D-E-R-N-F-T.com. Q-L-D-E-R-N-F-T.com. Q-L. D-E-R-N-F-T.com. So you've got to go on there and you've got to sign up, hey? Correct. Sign up for the white, the white list. We just need your name and email. You go into, onto the list and we'll email you all the details around the pre-drop. Um, and it's first in, best address. There's no 
There's no fun and games. It's just, hey, let's jump in there and um, if you're in the first thousand, go for it. All right, say I get inside the first thousand and I get an NFT, a randomly assigned one. So what does that mean? What happens to me? Well, what happens is that you get this NFT and um, it'll be one of the five lands, which is really exciting, or you might buy a couple. Um, It's one of the five lands. Um, You'll have all different um, traits um, and rarities built into it. So you may have one of uh, four different Queenslander houses, style houses. It may have roller coasters. It may have different coloured jacaranda trees, maybe some Forex um, paraphernalia, cars, city cats, the Wheel of Brisbane. It might have a big cane toad standing there. It may even have an athlete. Um, so, look, there's a lot, of, a lot of fun and games on these NFTs. They're visually quite amazing um mm. the, the the fun thing about them is you know to be an nft obviously not probably not obvious to be an nft it has to be a unique um nft so it's a non-fungible token which means that every one of these ten thousand is unique and not like any other um now what will happen is some of these will um some of these traits will give you pricing straight away um and what the nft will also give you is the ability to win prizing throughout the year uh, from our partners, uh, QRL, Forex, and, and their partners as well. So it's not something which you just get and keep and trade. It's something that gives you gives you the opportunity to either have lunch or play golf with JT, Jonathan Thurston, or it can give you the opportunity to go to a massive house party or, you know, um, win, a, win a signed Queensland ball, whatever it is, or maybe go to a, an event like the Supercars in October. You know, it's something that keeps on giving. Well, that's I like this because you've got the the digital commodity of the actual uh, NFT, but then also you've got these physical, uh, real world experiences, as you say, whether it's it's going to motorsport or it's going out and having a, a whack of golf with uh, Jonathan Thurston. Of course, you've got JT on board, Carl Stefanovic as well, the Stafford brothers. Tell us about that aspect, Damo. I know you've spent a long time in marketing. Um, you spent ten years at Channel Nine in Darwin, so this is your bread and butter, the marketing aspect. How big is it having? Someone like Carl Stefanovic, you know, former gold logie winner, didn't get it again this year, but he's just such a, a love figure of Australian TV. How big is it to have someone like Carl who's got that mainstream appeal on board? Yeah, and look, just secretly, I was hoping he'd win the gold medal, the gold logie, because that would have been really handy for us. But um, just, a, <laughs> yes. just a big personality, a charismatic guy, and, and again, a really proud Queenslander. So having, having sports athletes, having celebrities, that are, that are bred, born and bred here is huge. And so it's tapping into them and, and working with them with their with their Queensland pride. It goes a long way to spreading that message that it's, and it's, it's not just sport, it's, it's entertainment, it's TV, it's radio, whatever it is. So it's it's drawing in those those big personalities to say, we're Queensland, we're proud, get on board and, and support this historic, historic project. So, yeah, it's really, really exciting. Really, really exciting. Mm. And did Carl have a little uh, hand in, in creating his particular NFT representation? Was he hands-on? Uh, he's actually seen it. Um, I know that. So all the, all the people involved have seen their representation and they're quite shocked with them because uh, their bodies are, are very um, are very lean and they, they look quite good. So, um, yeah, so I think everyone's quite happy with their representations, which is pretty cool. I love it. Okay, so you've got the first 1,000 that go and that is this Wednesday, June 29th. 
And then July 6, another 9,000. So tell us about how that unfolds. Yeah, correct. So, um, yeah, the marketing kicks into overdrive there and we um, we start offering more value and releasing more information about the, um, the, the project, uh, as in, you know, um, athletes, pricing, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, you know, the first 1,000 is really, hey, that, you know, build a community building. It's all about community. So it's not necessarily about selling. It's more about bringing people into the community. And, and on that... So we've got a Discord channel, which um, if you sign up, you'll get access to. Um, yeah, the funny thing about Queenslanders is that uh, you, you jump on a Discord and the first thing people say is Queenslander in full caps. So it's just this funny little community, you know, this great community that we are building. Um, so it's not necessarily about, hey, let's, it's, it's selling NFTs. It's more about community building and, and bringing these people together. Um, so that, that, that's our focus um, right now through the 1,000 and through the rest as well. It's just really all focused on community. It's really big. I mean, I saw that uh, global sales of NFTs, $35 billion Australian dollars last year worldwide. So it's, it's really, it is a commodity that's on the march. Can you tell us about how crucial this particular Queenslander NFT, ultimate Queenslander NFT, how big is it? Ken, in the overall marketplace in Australia? I think it's going to be the, the biggest one ever done, in, in, particularly in sport. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I think it's it's going to set the, it's going to set a little bit of the style of where we go, where people start not focusing so much on athletes, but focusing on the people that support them and the communities. It's about them. It's not about um, the, you know, the on-field stuff all the time. So I'm, I'm sort of hoping that this does set a, a new direction where NFTs are. And it's not about pricing. It's not about if it goes up or down in price. It's more about what it can offer you as, a, as a, an owner of that NFT. And that's the narrative we have to change. It's about what does it give me? What's the return on investment for owning this NFT? Yeah. Um, so that, yeah, that's that's where I think it's it's gonna it's gonna change. Mm. Brad, for you, Damo, what what significance do you see with this in, in the big picture of where we're headed in Australia? Oh, I, I just think it's it's just opening new opportunities for Australians, and everything's obviously moving that digital digital world and that digital space, and it's just giving uh, people opportunities to explore new technology and and benefit from it. You know, like like Ken said, it's there's one thing to trade and make money, but then the experiences that are attached to it, that just money can't buy, you know. And so that's that's the really exciting part of it. Like I said, for me, I, I come from sport and media, so it's it's a new space for me. And I've uh, it's been a, an upward trajectory of learning about it since I've been involved. But you know, the, the opportunity to to tap into new things and learn and grow and and, and give family and people in the community in general opportunities that they might not have necessarily had previously is is really exciting. And that's where the world's going. And um, if we can be a part of that journey and help, that's that's fantastic for us and our brand. I, th- yeah. I also think, like, um, you know, if we could look at this and say, okay, this is starting in Queensland and, and this could actually have an impact on the direction of NFTs globally as well and in some way, particularly in sport, I think that's a pretty cool thing for Australia and our, and our sport tech community, to be honest. So, mm. you know, and, uh, you know that, that's another exciting part of this. So it's not just Australia we're looking at, it's a, it's a global opportunity as well moving forward. Mm. Can you give us an insight into the technology behind it? I mean, that's what you guys specialise in at Playcaster. Can you tell us about how this, this technology comes to life? Yeah, so look, the blockchain is obviously where the NFTs live. Um, so a really cool way of explaining what a blockchain is, it's, it's actually a computer system. 
um, mm. that that lives in in the cloud, which is um, you know the, in the digital world. So it lives on many computers. Um, and the why the why I say it's more of a computer than a, a system is that um, I won't go too far into the weeds here because I, I don't want to you know, take people down the wrong route. But um, you know, it executes its own contracts based on um, code that's input. So it, it's quite a smart. Um, you know, situation. So look, it's a very unique thing. Um, the NFTs live on the blockchain um, and execute contracts on the blockchain. For example, if you sell them, you can set a royalty into the, into, um, into the NFT and if it resales and that royalty goes back to the owners and that's automatically done by the contracts written into it. Um, once something's on the blockchain, it can't be changed, which is a really cool thing. And it's publicly accessible. So you can see who owns what or what wallets own what. Um, and uh, yeah, like I just think it's um, the, 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 what we can do with the blockchain. We're only scratching the surface at the moment. We're going through a few bumps in, in that sector also at the moment. And I think we're going to come out of it really strong with um, different use cases. So um, that's essentially where we're sitting. Yeah, tell us about those bumps, Ken, because I think that's a really interesting part. You say as you, you you navigate those challenges, you come out the other side better. Can you can you delve into that a little bit for us? Yeah, okay. So we've um, I think everyone knows that there's been a bit of a, a, a crunch economically, um, mm. both on the traditional markets and also the crypto markets, which seem to be in a faster cycle. Um, and I think a lot of that's got to do with, um, you know, let's not confuse crypto coins or, or, or currency with blockchain as general and, and also nfts although they are linked um, there's been a lot of uh, a lot of crashes um, there's been a lot of I, I guess you could say greed in the market um, that's starting to pair back at the moment so i think what we're finding now particularly with um you know nft projects and also the market in general we're, we're looking at a situation where it's more about the utility not about the collectability and not about the the, the quick wins on on, on you know cash i guess you could say so i think uh, the long-term plays are the ones that have an audience such as you know qrl and queenslanders and provides real value and benefit to the people that are buying it okay yeah that's well, and I think you make a great point there that, you know, you, you want to have this, this shiny sort of digital object. That's cool. But then, as you say, having that utility, having these real life practical things added into it, I think that, you know, really enhances the value, particularly, as you say, in tough economic times, it, it adds to the, the drawing power of this sort of uh, project. Yeah, and I think the magic thing with digital as well, Lockie, is that, you know, we have to remember that it's not just about the digital world. I think it's combining the digital digital world with the physical world because, you know, we talk about metaverse. We're never going to live in the metaverse. We're going to be in and out of it. It's just like, you know, what Playcast is doing as well. It's uh, we're using the digital world to actually promote physical activity on the field and uh, also with fans. Well, tell us about that. Tell us about what you're doing at Playcaster because I, I had a look at your website uh, about two weeks ago and I thought, gee, this is just very nice. Like you've only just launched. It was just when you freshly uh, put it out there into the market. Um, really nice. And the ability of people, fans out there to create their own F NFTs and athletes to create communities around NFT content. Tell us about Playcaster and what you're doing. Yeah, exactly right. So, so Playcaster has been developed, I guess, as a, um, as a social media for sport. So the, the original idea was, you know, on a sporting field, magic moments happen all the time. And mm. if you can capture those, I've had a, have a couple myself, actually, that Ken's captured, so that's quite <laughs> interesting. We won't show you those just yet. But 
but you know they they're rare there's rare beautiful magic moments that if you can capture those um family can share them but then we sort of took it further and go well how can then people monetize that so that's where the nft side of it come through so but then we uh, one of the big focuses for us is is and a key pillar for us is is um is giving back and community so working with athletes and helping them generate an income as well through through those through those um, images and, and photos and videos that they produce so the opportunity to help them on their journey and be a part of that journey so we're now we're not targeting the elite athlete. We're looking at some of that next level and those, those kids coming through that we can, you know, jump on the train with them at this early stage and, and follow through with that. And it's really, really important. So if we can help them build their profile and then also generate income, it's it's huge. Mm. All right, well, let's, let's put this in a practical context. All right, so I'm currently in southwest Victoria in Camperdown, just at the netball uh, complex here. So say here I'm on a Saturday morning, I come and watch the missus play and, you know, I, I capture a moment. Um, tell us, what do I do there? So I've got Charmaine. She just has done something magnificent on court. I take the image. How can I use Playcaster to create an NFT for the missus? She's going to love it. Family's going to love it. We put it out there and uh, monetize it potentially. <laughs> yeah, okay. So that's really cool. It's a great example because these moments don't just happen on the MCG. They mm. happen everywhere. They happen in Masters. They happen in under-14s. And it could be your missus hitting that winning shot in the, you know, in the netball game. And you know what? It's a, it's a final. Everyone's got goosebumps. Everyone's cheering. You've got a few people there capturing it. Some of them at the moment will be capturing it for Facebook and only a couple of hundred people will see that. Mm. Okay? So no one gets to see it. So with Playcaster, we capture that moment and it's there forever. Um, now, we're, we're still developing the actual tech and we should be releasing that in September. Um, so what it will be is uh, you'll have a video-based app, you'll capture that, and it will be on there. You, know, you use your hashtags as you normally do with other socials. And if you choose to create that as an NFT, you'll just hit the NFT button, which will then start the process of creating that NFT on the Playcaster marketplace. Um, the cool thing with it is that if you're an athlete and you're a registered athlete um, with Playcaster, um, we have a revenue share. So you, Lockie, as a guy that captured that video, we get 33% of the revenue of that um, NFT. Let's say it's $10, for example. Um, okay. You know, you get $3.33. Um, was it Charmaine? Yep, Charmaine. Charmaine, it. Charmaine would get $3.33. And Playcaster would get $3.33. And then when that sells for $20, um, 10% of that in royalties gets split three ways again with you, um, Charmaine and also Playcaster. So it's a way of revenue sharing. Now, the athlete has got a one-to-many relationship. So five people may have captured Charmaine capturing that goal. So, you know, Charmaine's got the potential there to earn, you know, that five times over from that one moment. Okay? And then revenue, if that resells, it may not resell, you know, because Charmaine, you know, you keep it for a nostalgia purpose. Yeah. Or Charmaine could be a 14-year-old that's uh, trying to build a highlight reel, Okay. So we can utilise Playcaster along with the AI video that's at most of these um, venues now as well mm. to actually build them highlight reels to see different angles, you know, then raw angles to then go, okay, look, you know, we're trying to get into this caddy or this team. Mm. And you can share that footage, which is essentially crowdsourced. Um, so these are the sort of things we're looking at. And do you want to talk about collective moments, Dana, as well? The idea we've got around collective moments. Yeah, and, and also just just on that, just further to that. So even we've got we've got some of our own athletes already. So we've got um, Elise Veer, who's just come on as a as a twelve year old tennis star of the future. So Google her; she's going to be a star. 
Um, we've got Erin Lockwood, who's a BMX rider. Um, yeah. She was number one female in Australia, so we're really excited about her. We've got Harry Wills, who's a young golfer on the rise. And mm. we've got an F1 boat. So we've got a real stretch of um, Lucasson Racing. So we've got a real stretch and I guess, a real range of athletes, which we're looking to do so to build build into our Playcaster family, if you like, and then cross-pollinate them with each other so they can learn and grow and obviously try and help them with their development, social media profiles and things like that. And like Ken said, trying to build their um, the profile real. So, so if we can help them you know, develop and grow and, and attract other sponsors as well. Well, I think that's something really cool that you're doing at Playcast because obviously you're dealing with the state of origin, which is you know the preeminent sporting event in Australia. But then also you're doing this amongst amateur local sport, junior sport, as a way to help bring those sports a more money, more revenue because it you know it's hard. You got to pay the bills, but also as a way to bring you know uh, local amateur sport to a bigger audience. So I think the fact that you're trying to reinvest into the community, community sports so powerful, so important, and the fact that you as a company playcaster are bringing this cutting edge technology not just to the elite but to the you know to the normal average level as well i think that's a really cool aspect of your business um what about you know moving forward where do you think this can go in terms of citizens out there being able to create their own content social media has been a revolution and smartphones a revolution in terms of people you know really every person with a phone is a photo journalist a video a video journalist so much of what you see on mainstream media is captured they used to call it citizen journalism well it's just the norm now um how much can you know just the average person out there be the architect of this new world that we're, we're venturing into I think it's a really cool opportunity. So, you know, we're talking about, you know, we've got to talk about the athletes there, but there's another part of it. You know, we've got the, the fans, you know, the fans who go to all these sporting events. And we want more people to go to more sporting events. So there's a couple of verticals that we can we can play with here. And number one is the fans. So you can actually, if you, you know, you know where to sit and you get in the right spot and you can capture the right footage and you can create many NFTs if you, if you choose to and, and, you know, potentially create a revenue, which is going to be really important moving forward over the next few years, I think. Yeah. Um, and you've got the other the other play there, which is if you're a club, um, and just say you know you want to you want to highlight um, you know the atmosphere of your games. You only get a thousand people or a hundred people, but it's a really cool atmosphere. You know, you start sharing that on a playcaster, or it could be any social platform to be honest. But people aren't doing this. You know, sharing what what it's like from the sideline, or or attracting athletes and showing the quality of what you're doing on the field. You know, there's a way of actually doing it and creating the reach and generating some more, um, you know, sponsorship uh, buzz and, and potentially improving the league or your team. So, you know, it's not just about the athletes, but the fans as well, and also for the teams to, to, to leverage. Um, and, you know, we're looking at a lot of partnerships on this side as well with, um, you know, sporting organisations, sport tech businesses and stuff like that as well, just not only here in Australia, but overseas. So... Yeah, there's a real, there's a, there's a lot of um, interest in that aspect of it. And just sorry, just further to that, mate. So big picture from the, the marketing hat for me, mate. It'd be it'd be fantastic, you know, in in the future for the, oh, that's now that now that's a playcaster moment. So they they're thinking like that. So instead of putting on Instagram and your Facebook, it'd be great for people to say, oh, that's now that, I've got to get that. So whether that's fans, um, athletes, friends, that's where we want to get it to. Like, oh, that's a playcaster moment. Get excited about posting that. To us, which is really cool. I that like that. Emotional, think, emotional. Yeah, I think that could catch on. It's a playcaster moment. <laughs> I like that. I think that could catch. 
Um, tell us, how, how complex is the tech behind it, Ken? I mean, this is, you know, you're a real... You're a tech person, Ken. You know, I mean, I, I love some of your, your previous uh, entrepreneurial work. I mean, you, you've had a hell of a career. You spent, you know, the best part of a decade with the Australian Army, and then you're a systems boss at uh, Jalwend uh, Windows and Doors out of Charlotte, North Carolina. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, you got right into the tech, and you founded a company, a uh, pop culture e-commerce company, Bam Kapow. And so you're going after the pop culture audience. But then I love what you did next, Day Tripper, which was virtual reality for mature people. And seeing my own family and, and you know, grandparents and that as they got older were able to do less. But the idea that they could do more, see more through from the comfort of their lounge room, no pressure, just get to stay home, but go and see the world in virtual reality style. That's what you created for people right around Australia with Day Tripper and now obviously Oztech Connect and Playcaster. So Ken, what got you into all this and tell us how complex is the tech behind it? Yeah, well, um, yeah, it is a strange journey, isn't it, when you look at it back like that. But um, I guess I started Bank How so I could learn marketing. And that taught me marketing, yeah. Um, and we got into uh, virtual reality off the back end of that, which is pretty cool, selling headsets throughout Australia. And that, that was ongoing until COVID hit. And obviously, no one was putting anything on their faces back in 2020. So that stopped. Um, Day Triple was really cool. Um, it broke me though, because I went through an accelerator and didn't get picked, and that was the first time I actually you know, had, a, had a bit of a failure. So that was really hard one to take, but there was a really cool um, you know, thing that happened there. And there's a lot of people in that space working on it, which is which is nice. Um, for example, we had this this um, gentleman that was you know, very deep in dementia and he was non-verbal. Um, and he was an ex-cow copy, so we created a, a cow experience for him, a 360 video. Uh, went up there and put it on his head, and as soon as we put the, 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 the headset on his head, he became verbal. Seriously, it was unbelievable. So for 10 minutes, he sat there, and he was, he was talking about the cattle, he was talking about the grass, how much rain they must have had, there's something wrong with that cow over there. He was like, you know, he was all over it. Once we took the headset off, he, he became non-verbal again, but the really interesting point was, that he was getting frustrated that he couldn't find his cattle or couldn't interact with that. And he was playing up like a, a five-minute naughty, naughty toddler. Yeah. That night, he had that itch scratched and he was calm and relaxed. You know, so that's like anecdotal evidence that, that it works, but we just took him away to where he wanted to go, you know, um, which is really cool. So that was that was good. So that, that gave me a, a bit of knowledge about how powerful virtual reality is. We started working with um, some athletes, we're in our AFL and basketball in particular, around set shots and, um, you know, three-pointers and free throws around uh, calming the mind and using ECG monitors into uh, virtual reality headsets to help them do that. Um, and then obviously COVID hit again, or COVID did hit, and that sort of put paid to that because the soft caps went in the teams. Mm. Um, just before COVID, we, you know, we we're also, you know, that's where I got the idea of Playcast, watching the local grand final here in the Gold Coast. Um, but then COVID hit, so we put, put that on hold. And fortunately for us, um, you know, blockchain technology and NFTs did increase dramatically over that period of time. So, it gave us a way of um, actually monetizing the product without without making you lucky the product through advertising. So we're not advertising on our playcasting platform at all. It's all about value. Um, so then we, we start talking about the tech, you know. So the, the tech is, um, you know, we're, we're creating the app on a React Native JavaScript base. 
Um, the, the backend is driven by AWS and is on web services. At this point, it can hold up to 500,000 people in its current state. Um, and we're continuously developing that app. So when we, um, the one thing we want to do is we want to launch the app with an NFT marketplace built in the backend. So from day one, we can create an NFT. So we're in the process of building that as well. And now that's going to be on the whole blockchain. Um, and, and we're hoping that will be finished by September. So there's a lot of work to do on the tech side, um, but but we're getting through it. And um, yeah, it's really exciting. Um, so, well, and that that's fascinating. The story you tell about that gentleman who had a dementia, and the the way that that virtual reality was obviously able to trigger some, you know, stimulate activity in in that gentleman's mind. That you know, took him back to those the great old days when he was on the farm. I, I just I love that. So you see, there's so many different dimensions to this. Dama, how about yourself? I mean, your career is magnificent as well. You spent ten years in Darwin in the top end, working <laughs> in media, Channel Nine as sales. You're then a, a marketing boss at GTNT in Darwin. You worked in real estate for many years, and then the KDV Sports Complex marketing boss there. So, Damo, for you from a marketing point of view, and also a traditional old school media you know and obviously all this new technology is killing our old school media uh, how have you been able to adapt into this this new domain and and where do you see the potential being my friend oh it's exciting and i think um sports i've been i've been playing sport my whole life but um and the marketing i'm very passionate about that and obviously marks about awareness and and reaching people but um it's just stepping into the the tech spaces like i said the, the exciting thing for me is is even just recently we're working with that, these athletes that we're bringing on. So helping that journey, helping them step into that because it's all very new to them as well. So they're, they're so mm. focused on their sport. So to step into the tech space, where we can help them grow, develop, and potentially be a part of that journey. That's so exciting for us. And like I said, it's very new for me too. Um, mm. So I'm very much uh, on that journey as well. But being able to contribute and provide platforms for them to, to accelerate and improve and develop their can I can help from a marketing to raise those profiles so use them as case studies to attract other athletes and attract other sports and sports organizations and use you know those positive role models and and what they're doing to to develop yeah all right what's next for playcaster tell us about your global view and what do you see the next five years for you gentlemen as you unfold okay so we've spent the last six months you know building out our um you know our our plan for the next five years and we've built a really good executive team so you've got myself um, and Damo obviously we've also got Dale Newman um, our COO who's um, you know fits in perfectly with us we're all very different people and with very different skills so we feel we're really well rounded and ready to take on on the world um, we've started you know obviously we've got some really good connections within Australia amongst the three of us and we've started pushing out to um, you know countries like the USA and, um, and the UK and we've got some really strong partnerships um, cooking there, um, which we're going to hopefully um, yeah, get out of the line in, in spring, our spring, their, their autumn, I guess. Mm. Um, and, yeah, we want to really be a global a global business. You know, we, we want to create a global movement. It's not necessarily, hey, we want to create um, an app. It's, it's creating a movement, a community, which is all built around fun. I, I love to think about um, Red Bull, and I say this all the time, you know, um, and everyone's laughing at me. But I love Red Bull. Like we think of Red Bull, you don't think of a drink. You think you think of the fun. You think of the planes, the cars, the athletes. 
And that's where we want to be with Playcast. We don't want people thinking, oh, NFTs. NFTs are something we do. But what we want to be thinking about is our athletes, the events that we sponsor, the events that we actually create as a part of the community building aspect, you know, not only here in Australia, but everywhere else where we're at and providing as much value for them people digitally and in the physical world as possible. So I think, you know, look at it that way. It's a really exciting journey. Quite a and, difficult one too. And, and the play in Blakecaster pretty much equates to fun, which is what we want it to be as well. Mm. Sport yes. is fun. It's spot on. Hey, before we go, I, I love the idea that people listening will be able to sort of, you know, perhaps get some advice from from you both. Um, what you've done with QRL is huge. It's, you know, to be able to take something brand new, a, brew, a new piece of technology, something so innovative, and bring it to life. Can can you tell us about how you go, you know, for people listening to this who've got their own businesses that are thinking, oh, I want to try and get a deal done, you know, something big, a big ticket item. I mean, there's no bigger ticket item than the state of origin. Um can you give some tips to people and how they can go about it? Because often it's very hard, and, and that's where all great credit to the uh, QRL because, you know, it's easy to follow a trend. It's a lot harder to start one, and that's what QRL are doing. They had the guts to do it, and amen to them for doing it. Uh, what advice would you have for people listening, how they can try and get a deal like this across their line in their own uh, guise of work? Yeah, I think it comes down to three things. And I think it's patience, relationships, planning, and relationships. So I think relationships <laughs> is the biggest thing here. So, you know, if you're going to an event, make sure at the last table of the night, you know, it's all about making friends, um, speaking to people about what you're doing, listening to what they're doing. And I know it seems like common sense, but, you know, I, I find that we can't do this ourselves. It's not me doing this or Damo doing this or Dale doing this. It's us. It's our, it's not just, you know, us and Moz and QRL. It's our whole ecosystem of people that are around us. And the bigger that grows, the more opportunities that we get. And then we can find these amazing organisations such as QRL that are that are innovative because they sort of hunt us out. It's the same with those Tech Connect. You know, the businesses that work with us are those ones that are innovative and trying to push the boundary. So I think, you know, um, what you put out there is what you get back. And it's just, it really is around relationships and not expecting anything back from those relationships. And at the end of the day, in a nutshell, it's, it's about collaboration and shared success. That's what it's come down to, really. Mm. Well, I love it. Congratulations. Uh, I'd love you guys to come back on the show as you keep, you know, perhaps in September when you're rolling out new tech, uh, new activations. Um, I'd love you to keep coming back because I think you're one of the companies to watch globally, actually, in terms of this Web 3.0 space. Um, gentlemen, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, mate. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Oh, and actually, before we do go, let's give the website. So, Playcaster, P-L-A-Y, Caster, C-A-S-T-A.com. Playcaster.com, that's for Playcaster. And then QueenslanderNFT.com, Q-L-D-E-R-N-F-T.com. Check them out. Uh, Ken Lee, Damon Foy, thank you very much. Uh, wonderful uh, to have Ken and Damon on the show. Just fascinating, isn't it? Like, it's... <laughs> It's, um, it's a word that gets used a lot on this show, fascinating, but it is, you know, all this sort of stuff. It's just, it's a little bit mind-boggling. Um, and, and I suppose the biggest thing is it's like, okay, if this is what we're saying in you know, 22, imagine in three years' time where where people's, um, you know, the parameters in their mind have, have widened even further, where it'll be at, you know, the sort of stuff that we can barely even imagine will become commonplace as it has consistently across the last 20 years. We'll keep that finger right on the pulse here 
On Sports Cutting Edge, thank you very much for your company. We did it all for the Australian Sports Technologies Network, powering sport through innovation. You can check them out at astn.com.au. We'll catch you next week. You've been listening to Sports Cutting Edge for the Australian Sports Technologies Network. For more, jump online at astn.com.au.